Do you need even more Disturbed? I got you covered. Join the fan club. As a pro listener, you'll enjoy an ad-free listening experience, early access to new episodes, and a special podcast shout-out. And if that's not enough, bump it up to an elite listener and unlock a bonus episode every month as well as exclusive access to live streaming guest interviews. By joining the fan club, you'll be supporting the podcast as well as getting some awesome perks and benefits. It's a win-win. Join today at disturbedpodcast.com slash fan club. Hey everyone, in episode 2, I told you the story of Savannah Greywind, the expecting mother who was lured to her death by her upstairs neighbors in a heartbreaking fetal abduction case. If you haven't listened to episode 2 yet, I recommend you go back and listen. It's important you understand Savannah's story before going any further. We'll be here waiting when you come back. My guest today is Nakia Hill, Savannah's friend and co-worker. Nakia gives her perspective on Savannah, what she was like as a person, and how she's being remembered. Okay, my name's Nakia Hill. Um, I'm from Spirit Lake Reservation, where Savannah is also from. I knew Savannah. I was working at Heartland Care Center in Devil's Lake, which is now Eventide. And um, I trained Savannah in for her CNA. We both worked as evening CNA, CNAs. She was just one of those girls that got put on my, um, my training list. And we just, you know, the first night I remember thinking, like, this little pretty, this little pretty girl is not isn't going to make it, which is so funny because me and her ended up talking about it later. And um, we clicked right from the very first shift. She was an amazing. She is amazing, if that makes sense. And we ended up just, you know, we it was a joke that we would go to the schedule coordinator and say, if you don't put us on on the same shift, we're going we're gonna to quit. Savannah and Nakia first met by working as CNAs together. Yeah, we went. We met over at um, Eventide when she um, first she first started over at Heartland. Um, I knew her mutually, sort of through like her brother Joe and through Ashton. I was really good friends with Hadley and Ashton. Hadley's now gone as well, but um, yeah, we just we ended up linking and after like we would hang out after shifts. Um, we she would often give me a ride to work. Um, at the time, I was a single mother, and she. She really just, she was honestly such a, such a loving, caring person and always offering a helping hand to anybody out there. I was going through like my own little breakup. And so she was just like my first, my first hand ride or die chick. We ended up getting really, really close. Yeah. Over, um, we spent a lot of night shifts together, a lot of 16 hour shifts together. We, she was a money hungry girl. She, um, she was always working and we, we would do, um, like 11s to 7s a lot and a lot of times we'd end up just having to work together late into the day because you know short shifted uh, or shorthanded sorry shorthanded and um we just we didn't like we didn't mind working together we we really enjoyed each other's company period so it worked out a lot we've been working together for about i want to say about six months and then i went to a new job 
and we parted from there for a little bit. But um, often we hung out like after we're like when I I switched jobs. Well, first we we knew each other from a job from before that. We were both um maids together over at the fireside and in Devil's Lake. We'd worked together there for a little bit together, but we didn't really get to know each other that well. So I had met her. We we often had the same jobs, same worth ethics. It, it was super crazy that I ended up running into her, and we didn't recognize each other at first when we started at, as CNAs together. I had already like switched into. We started at the fireside together. Her and her sister Kayla, and my friend and I, Michaeline, we were all working together. My friend Michaeline knew her very well, so and it was just kind of a mutual friendship at first, but not really close together, if that makes sense. Um, but then we ended up, when I went to Heartland, I got a head start on my CNA. Um, and so that's how I ended up being able to train her in. I, I was on, I was only in there for two months and they had me training and then she got put, she was one of my first trainees that I ended up getting. Savannah and Nakia started bonding quickly at their new job, and they would hang out quite a bit after work. After we would get off of our night shift, we would go eat, or you know, we would. She would often be that person that I went to go grocery shopping with. Um, she was like my adulting friend, and um, we we would um, often go go and have some fun. Um, we, we we partied a lot, not a lot, but you know, she was she was one of the responsible drinkers. We would she would drive. Um, and we would go out pretty often together. Um, she would come over and we would cook dinner. We, she loved to play with my daughter. She's, um, you know, she was really, she's really good with kids. She was really good with kids. Nakia had a lot of good insights as to who Savannah was as a person. Yes, this is my favorite. This is what I've been waiting to tell anybody is Savannah was so kind she was loving. She was hilarious. She had such a great sense of humor. Um, she was understanding. She um, she came from a little bit of a rougher, you know. And we, we sh- I myself was gone through a lot, and it's just we we really clicked on every single level. And um, it's not often that I ever found anybody that really clicked with me on the things that had happened. Um, she she was so understanding. I was able to talk to her about anything. If it was a breakup, if it was a trauma that had happened early in my life, if it was money problems, if it was my like parenting problems, um, I could talk to her about anything and get a good level-headed advice on it from her. She um she was so caring in such a way that no, Nakia, you're not going to go off the deep end. You're going to take a calm breath. You're going to do you're going to do the right, the right womanly thing because she had so much love and respect for me and anybody else around her. She always chose to see the good in every, and anybody, everybody clearly. That's one thing I'm sure everybody could understand. She was family oriented before Hazley. Um, she had a niece that was Odessa named Odessa. And, um, she, she kind of raised this little girl and just gave her everything that she could not, entirely raised her I shouldn't say that per se but she just always had a helping hand for anybody out there for every single person um when she was a CNA she was she really took me by surprise she was so loving and so kind um she knew each each resident's like names we had this thing that we know like she knew 
what clothes they wore on Sundays, when their families were coming, how they like to be laid in bed, how, you know, what, whether or not they like their right side, whether or not, how they like to be woken up, how they like their coffee. Um, she was, and w- to know all of that, you have to have a big heart, a big loving kind heart, but she was also so loving that she could, um, wish she could get her patient, her resident to do as he needed what, from what the nurses needed from them, because she would just talk with them and give them her time. And she, there were so many times we would leave late because she wanted to go and talk to a resident and just take them out of their little dark place, if you will. She was, she was amazing. Savannah's story is not very widely known, and even fewer people know just how caring and compassionate she was. Nobody's really heard about, you know, like how she is. Um, I personally, as her best friend, um, have never read an article. I've never watched the videos, and it's kind of selfish, you know, but um, I felt like I left kind of killing them without any, like, support because I ran from it. I've never, ever, I don't even know their names. Um, it's not something that I chose to look for or read. I just stayed off Facebook when it was happening. Um, I, I went to go look. I went to look for her, but um, I could never sit down and read a, a story article. Um, I, I've, I've had a few heated conversations with people that have brought it up. Not because I didn't want them to bring it up, but because I don't, I refuse to let her be remembered as a tragedy. The the event was tragic, but she herself as a person, she, I won't let it happen. That she, she, I believe God allowed this to happen for whatever reason, and it's not anything but good. If that is selfish to say. Nikia and some of her friends take the time to get together and relive some of the good times. Um, her other friends as well. Um, we we get together here and there. And we literally just sit there and we talk, we talk about good memories. We talk about how like some hilarious memories. And it's funny because with her friend paradise, um, we sat there and we just had the hardest belly filled laughs, you know, this past summer. And, um, that, that right there, like that belly filled laugh is something that I will never, I will always cherish and never let go because that's, she, she would, she wouldn't want us to be, I, we were, we were joking about it when, when it happened that she would be so mad when if she saw us crying like that, she'd be so mad if she saw us angry. And so we like force our, we fake it till we make it sometimes. And, and that's just, that's because her soul, her, her being was so powerful and is still powerful to where like we can have peace with it. And I don't know. It's just, it's, it's something that's so hard to explain, but all I can say is the answer and the solution for me is just that she was so, such a loving soul that it it carried on into even without her being here physically. Nakia relives a couple specific memories about Savannah. So one story is like one night after I had, I had a friend that was going to come see me from Fargo and I was really not thinking it was going to be a safe thing because this guy, it was just one of those things. And Savannah told me, um, oh, well, I'm just going to run up and see you for a few minutes at my apartment. And she was like, get in my car, let's go. And she, we went to the, we went and bought some off sale and we all just, we went over to her friend Paradise's and we just sat there and she was like, Nikki, I'm not letting you leave. I'm not letting you go home. And we sat there right on the side of the highway and just, she really took it upon herself just to 
make sure that I was okay that night. And she just made fun of, made fun of a few things. And, um, she, we literally told, she made me and a friend, we were just not feeling like very good pictures. And she just made us take a tons of pictures. We ended up falling and we took some of the best pictures because we were like laying on the ground over a log. It was just amazing things. Like, or another one is, um, me and her, we were on a night shift. And we were so bored. It's like three in the morning. We have nothing to do. And so we chose to, I sat in the, in the hallway and I took a Snapchat of her just flying by on a wheelchair. And it was just, just some of the best things just to entertain ourselves. We were so easily entertained that me and Savannah could just, we literally, one of our first things that we asked each other when we first became friends was, where have you been all my life? She literally like made our nights, our nights just fly by. And, um, even if like we, you know, girls get caught in, um, complaining about work and this and that. And we would just, she was really one of those people that just, we fed into each other's positivity and nurses would say like, Oh, Nikia and Savannah are on tonight. It's going to be a great night. And, um, you know, we had residents that would be just like, Oh, so like, where's Savannah? Where's your little sidekick or vice versa. And, um, she really brought out the light in any dark situation. Savannah was very much in love with her boyfriend Ashton, and Nakia was able to see that firsthand. They've been together for as long as, like, from when I met her. Um, she was absolutely head over heels in love with Ashton. Um, they had their few rough patches, but that's just because they're both some intense, intense souls. Um, she Ashton's been through a few things himself before, which is so hard to believe that even before this, that this was his worst. But I mean, he's been through so much himself and she just, she cared for him so much. She was always just out for his best well-being. Um, they didn't, you know, me and her, we got ourselves through through our own relationship problems. I, uh, and for as, for as rough as this is going to sound, um, I often told her that she didn't deserve it, but you know, each time, eventually, I believed her too. Like she, she, that's what she wanted. Her and Ashton. Um, I was so excited for her when she ended up telling me about being pregnant. I was one of the few few people that got to know first. Finding out that Savannah was pregnant was a very exciting time. Oh, I was when I found out she was pregnant. I was so excited. She was. Uh, and it's so hard to say was, um, sorry about that. Um, she was so excited. She was more than excited. She was humble about it yet. She was just, she put her head straight on her shoulders. And, um, I was actually very honored. She, she, I've had, I was, I was 16 and pregnant and I had my daughter. She was already at least four, three or four by the time I met Savannah. And, um, she just looked up to me so much as a mother. um, she was, she was very, she was planning, you know, I was excited to help her plan, but at the time I was a little more distant. I had, um, I had, I'd moved, um, to Montana and we kind of were losing contact a little bit, but I was so excited for her. And I felt like it was just the perfect story. Like she, like that's how Savannah's life was going to go. She was already, and it's, this is so horrible. I don't know this. She was already like at least 24. And, um, I was just very excited for her future. She was a very, like, just not even, she didn't even have kids of her own, but she was already a mother, if that makes sense, with Odessa. That was her baby before her baby. And um, she was really nervous about how Odessa was going to act because 
you know, but she was so excited to go buy things. She was so excited to, you know, she was getting nervous because she felt like she wasn't. And it was so hard to, to just tell her, my girl, you're going to be fine. You're going to be amazing. I just thought that she would have the perfect glow. I never personally got to see her when she was big and pregnant, which is um, something I really regret not doing was, um, you know, before uh, I know I hadn't talked to her at least in a month or two before it happened. And um, I just imagined that she was just the beautiful, pregnant, glowing woman. And um, she enjoyed, I just knew she enjoyed every single second, even if, even in the discomfort when you're sick and when you're hurting. I know she enjoyed every second of it because she was so strong. And she was just, she really believed like that was, that baby was going to be, is like the one person on this earth that wasn't going to let her down. She was so excited. Savannah and Ashton had plans to move in together and start their new lives together. She she had talked about like moving to Fargo, and um, mostly when we talked, she was just talking about um, starting up up a place in Fargo and being excited. I didn't, and it's so horrible. Um, I didn't really get to hear about her and Ashton's part. But I had um. And this is so hard. I don't speak about this to people just because it's kind of like I, I tried to let it rest because, you know, it's just, it, it's a lot easier to just let it be than to even confront it. Um, I, I, I unfortunately wasn't, it wasn't that we weren't speaking. We were just um, leading entirely different lives. I had, um, I had began using um, drugs harder drugs if you will um, and I had a lot of respect for Savannah and um, so I distanced myself from her a little bit and so I, I unfortunately I, I didn't get to hear about the about the family being started here in Far- Fargo really I just knew that she was living here in Fargo I knew she was having a few rough times she'd asked me a few different questions about about labor about you know the first first couple weeks of newborn um, and at the time, I just, I had so much, I had had her on a pedestal. I was like, honey, you got this regardless. Like, you are going to do amazing. And so, you know, she kind of just gave me my space here and there. And I really regret that. I really regret not being there because looking in hindsight, I'm so honored that she looked up to me as a mother. Savannah had a lot of family in the area. And for her, that was a big deal. Yes, she was, she was living with her, with Roberta and, and then, um, and I know she was, she was happy that her family was together, you know, because before that she was, um, you know, before she had moved there, she, she was over in like Deer Lake area and, um, she was doing really good. Her and her sister Kayla, you know, they were doing amazing, but I know she loved having the family all together. And I think that really, that really helped, helped her get through it. She was very family oriented. Preparing for a baby isn't always easy, but Savannah was handling it well. She was so ready to be a mom. She had an gr- amazing sense of style, and she loved to shop. So I can just imagine the things she had get it, she had going for baby. There would have been tons and tons of like self-made photo shoots. Um, I can guarantee she would have been reading to Hazley. She would have been so focused on her education. She would have been that mom that would have said, "You wash your hands before you touch my baby." Um, she would have been doing everything with her, um, taking her for walks. I'm sure bringing her horseback riding, she was really into horseback. Savannah was always showing how ready she was to be a mom, even with Nikia's own daughter. Oh, yes. She loved Aaliyah. She, um, my daughter, she was just little at the time. And she would often literally ask me if she could come over just to, just to hang out with her, just to love her up. 
she would um bring us out sometimes. Like one day I was just having a really hard day and I'd just gotten off. She, it was her night off and I'd just gotten off of like a 16-hour shift. And I went home and, and I had no sitter and I was talking about like how tired I was. And um, I was it was a, it was like right before my paycheck was coming and she uh, loaded us up in her car and brought us out to eat and just kind of spoiled my daughter. We went upstairs and she helped me bring everything up. And, you know, she was just like, no, 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 I can hold her and like lay her down if you just want to start cooking. And she put her to sleep for me, you know, and just, and it was so crazy because like I wasn't even done cooking and she's like, no, no, Nikki, you should stop and go lay down. She, um, she really cared for my daughter, for myself. Um, my daughter and I, I have this song that, um, you know, when everything was happening, my daughter, my daughter was about five. I, I really didn't know how to handle it. And I was just crying. And, uh, you know, I was, I, I sing this song with her. It's called something about angels by Jody Messina and my daughter. She, I just, as far as she's concerned, I'm, I'm not sure how she remembers this song, but she just knows that it's for her, her auntie that's not here anymore. She considered herself my my daughter's auntie, which with very many other people's kids, she loved kids. Just, and that's one of the other things that we had so much in common is, like we used to, we had this saying, we were friends with old people and young people because everybody else in between is mean. <laughs> um, it was just one of our favorite little things because. Girl, girls and girls and young boys and everything at at that age are aren't always the funnest, and we we always just appreciated hanging out with our residents with kids, doing what we could, playing pretend with them. She was very good at just interacting with the kids together. Um, she had that touch to her. Savannah was the type of person who always put other people before herself. Yeah, she did very very much so at at all costs. If it was if it was her being tired to go run somebody and, you know, busting into her sleeping time, if it, meant, if it meant like her spending money that I'm sure she couldn't, she would. Dealing with things that probably tested her patience quite often, um, she would because that's just who she was. We, we, ha- we believed, and it's so crazy, we connected on so many things. Like, you have to put out into the world of what you expect. Her faith was strong. Um, she, me and her could sit there and talk about you know, talk about prayer, talk about God. We could, um, and just, we, we would pray for people, you know, we would tell each other, like, well, it's okay, we're just going to pray for them. And we need to pray for ourselves or, you know, very, very um, self. We would take a lot of self-inventory with each other. And um, one thing she was amazing at doing was building people up. Um, I, at the time, had gained quite a bit of, ten- quite a bit of weight. And um, I wouldn't take, she's one of, honestly, the first people that, I started taking selfies with. Um, she would always wanted to take pictures with me, always. And I'm so glad. It's so crazy that we took as many as we did because um, I now know not to take anybody else, not to take my friends for granted. I know that I have to get a picture with somebody at least once because you never know when the last time you're going to see them. Um, and this one night, I went out in this outfit and I hated this outfit. And I just thought I was like a big blob. And she was like, Nikia, stop. You're beautiful. You know, she grabbed my face and like would be mad at me if I didn't believe her and um, didn't believe in myself. If I was talking bad about myself, she'd be like, stop. And that was when she would get the most angry is if somebody was talking bad about themselves. Um, if she had a problem with somebody, she might like say something a little bit, but she always made sure to build them up no matter what. And it was just, she literally taught me so much about friendship, so much of just about humanity. Um, 
taught me so much about just true, genuine love and passion and everything because she was so in, like such an intense soul. Nakia reflects on what it was like when she first found out that Savannah had gone missing. Um, everybody pretty much, I, I, I seen it on the news. Um, I talked to a few friends, you know, and then I just, I, I began messaging her and it was, um, the first time she had never like messaged back. Um, I was, I was, I wasn't working and I didn't have a phone, so I didn't see it for the first day or two. I was, I was a stay at home mother and, um, and it, it was just like a dream or like a movie a badly a bad movie from the 80s or something it was so hard to understand i literally um like you know like everybody was raising awareness on facebook and stuff and i just chose not to believe it i was like no 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 like it, like it was so hard to understand but i knew something was wrong because she doesn't just not come home she doesn't just it was um really scary i so i found out from facebook the news of Savannah's disappearance brought some emotions that were hard to deal with. It felt like an act. It felt unreal. As real as ever. I've lost a lot of friends in my life. I've lost a lot of close family and stuff. But this one was just like, you're, like you feel like you're outside of your body when you hear something like that. Um, I'll never forget that feeling. It was like numb and like scary. like Just, just very scary. I don't even know how to explain it. The community in general had its own feelings on the matter. Um, it was it was pretty angry, to be honest. Um, a lot of people from back home were saying were excuse my language. They were very angry because it wasn't hitting. It took a long time to hit the big news. Um, a lot of people were thinking that there wasn't enough help being out there. That there wasn't enough police. That there wasn't somebody wasn't doing something. And that's just and it's. I know that there are so many officers, so many people out there doing everything they could, but it was just all of us were so angry, and especially the people knew, that knew Savannah so close because we knew how good of a person she was. And it was just unreal. Like, how, like a lot of people were angry with God. A lot of people were angry with these people. It was just mind-blowing, and literally it would just pause your mind, and you wouldn't know, even want, know what to do. Um, we didn't know how to react. I certainly didn't know how to react. Um, and one of my first things was, was that I had to go help. I had to go help look for her. And, um, I, I ended up getting into an argument with, um, my ex at the time because I was supposed to stay home with the kids and he, I made him take off time from work so I could go help search. She had been already missing for about four or five days, like the officially. It wasn't until like about a week. And then, um, I hopped on one of the buses that, all met up over at, um, they had a few buses that met up at like the casino and everything over in Spirit Lake. Um, and then I, well, I, I met up on the one that was at the mission. Like it's called St. Michael's and, and, um, we all left from like the rec center. It was, it was so crazy to watch how the communities got together for her. So many different communities, um, Spirit Lake, they really pulled themselves together. And when I got here at Fargo, I was just mind blown to see how many people had gathered together, how many people were there offering us waters and food and just anything, any kind of, you know, prayer, any kind of um, hugs. In this particular community, this sort of thing just never happens. So the feeling in the community was mostly shock and not being able to understand the situation. 
Um, like I said, I, I'm one of those selfish people. I, I really tried hard not to be on Facebook. Um, I, I would only do like the sharing if like it was for awareness or something of the sort. And for some reason, I feel like I consider myself lucky for not reading it. If that makes sense, it's so selfish. But I just, I really truly feel in my heart that she would have been okay with it because, um, like I know, like if if this was vice versa, I wouldn't have never wanted her to read it. But I feel like she would have, and I always, it's hard. I kind of beat myself up for it. I just felt helpless, you know, like all of the communities felt helpless. It was just, it, it's unexplainable. I mean, it, it's hard to put into words. I'm sorry. It, it's just definitely not something I ever imagined ever happening in my life. Like I'm used to accidents happening. I'm used to um, suicides. I'm used to overdoses, but I was never used to murders. This is probably the first murder I've ever had in my life. Brooke Cruz and William Hone were convicted of Savannah's murder, and Nakia didn't really know much about them. The only thing I knew about them, she'd never talked to me about them. She'd never, I'm not sure if she talked to anybody else about them either. I just do know that they must have been really good at acting like they needed help. um, They were really good con artists, and that's to say the least. I I honestly don't even speak on them. I... I truly believe Savannah is a beautiful person inside out. And I know that that's why like the evilness in them targeted on her. I do believe that it's, it's disgusting to hear them try to, you know, talk about this and that. And about, I'm not sure, like I said, I'm not sure about everything they've ever spoken about, but I just do know that they prayed right on Savannah because she's got such a beautiful soul, such a beautiful, just a beautifulness to her when she walks in the room. She was so kind and so, you know, she's one of those people, like I said, I could pray with her. I could, and she, she really did have like a good faith. And I just, I really do think like, like the evil, like the, that was straight devil like things that happened. I'm going to assume it wasn't humanness in them. If that makes sense. I'm not, I'm trying to go off on an old crazy thing topic, but I just, that's how I have come to terms with it. Nakia talked about the contact she's had with the Grey Wind family since Savannah's murder. Roberta reached out to me one time, you know, and I spoke to Joe and just told them how, if they ever needed anything. Um, I talked to Kayla here and there, uh, but I, I haven't talked to her in months. Um, it's so selfish. She, Roberta lives a couple blocks away from my mother in Oberon in her neighborhood. And um, I just, I haven't. I never went to her funeral. I never went to the gravesite. I never went. I haven't seen any of them since it happened. Um, I I really ran away from the whole thing. And like I said, I was um, not in a good place at the time. And so other than over Facebook, I really haven't seen them. It's something that now I'm in a better place. Um, I do plan on going and making sure Kayla's okay, making sure that Joe's okay. And as far as Hazley Joe goes, I have never met her yet. Um, I do, I do want. I was following a couple of like the Hazley pages. She looks just like her mama, just like her mama. And um, I, I really feel guilty for not going and seeing her because, you know, just as I said, Savannah's her auntie. I, I feel like I need to, I need to step up, and I just never wanted to put myself around Hazley until I was in a good spot mentally. Um, but I do. I do plan on going and seeing Hazley and just, just letting her know that she's, I mean, and this just sounds so horrible. But I just, I feel like she's got so much love out there that, you know, I, 
I when I go to see her, it'll be at the right time. I never wanted to go see her and, and cry. I never wanted to go see her and hug her so tight that I might might hurt her or something, you know, because I never got a chance to. It's so hard to, like, I just feel like Savannah never got a chance to hold that baby, so I don't want to hold her. It's, um, it's something that's really hard. It weighs on me all the time. And then I've never met Hazley yet. And I know Savannah's mad. <laughs> um, she'd be up there just, you know... I know for a fact, I would have been one of the ones sitting outside of the waiting room. I would have brought her up some food because she would have been hungry. She was was an eater. She would have had me go get her some McDonald's. Chicken nuggets, specifically. Um, And I know for a fact I would have been one of the ones that she trusted to just sit with her. Like if she needed to take a shower or something after she was born. I know I would have been one of those ones. And I haven't said, I haven't seen her yet. It's really hard, but I just know that when it happens, it'll be amazing. It'll be just like looking in Savannah's eyes. And um, I do feel like I need to, I need to reach out to Kayla. I, I told Kayla that I'd be there for her, and I just, um, I never really, I know it's going to be hard. I know it's hard for myself, and I'm just her friend. I can't imagine being her sister or her mother. I know Ashton goes through a lot of it, too. I'm giving him a hug or two. I've seen him once or twice, you know, and we just hug each other and I just tell him how much I love him and oh, I hope everything's okay. And he, re- he reassures me that he's okay and that he's strong. Nakia feels strongly about how Savannah should be remembered. I want her to be remembered as a strong, loving, caring, indigenous woman. I, I never wanted her to be remembered as a tragedy. What happened to her was a tragedy, but her herself, she was so amazing. And I just think she was only taken from this world because she was too good for us. I just want her to be remembered as funny. Everybody needs to know how funny she was. It doesn't matter who you are. She would have made sure to get a smile out of you. She would have She would have done whatever it took to build you up, to bring you down out of a dark place. Um, she, she loved God. She loved her family. She was. She is an amazing mother. It's not she was. She is an amazing mother. And that just how strong she was, her warrior-like spirit, She. that's, that's what I prefer she to be remembered as. And I... I when I run into people that talk about this, when they when they speak on it, I let them speak for a little bit. I hear what they are talking, and they might not even know I'm always listening sometimes. But then I always like to say, I was Savannah's good friend, and I knew her very well. And she is more than just a murderer. She's she's a, she was an amazing friend. She was a great mother. She was a good daughter, a good sister, a good girlfriend, an amazing girlfriend. Actually, she was wife material. <laughs> And it was really great to tell. You have no idea. I am currently, and I hope this isn't too much to disclose, I'm currently in treatment right now. And um, I just know that this is a big part of my recovery. Um, Savannah, in, in explaining how good of a friend she was, I was always saying um, I would have never, she would have interventioned me really fast. And I, I'm sure it was actually getting around to it, but she was she was pregnant dealing with her own life. And I just know that this is something that I'm glad to do right now as I'm doing it because I, I came here to deal with a lot of the traumas and I just feel like this is the beginning of the end of her horror story. It's the beginning of um, bringing, making sure that she lives on in a good light. You know, I was asked before once to do an interview and at the time it was just about how I felt about her death and stuff and I just couldn't do it because... I wanted to make sure that whenever, if I ever did anything like this, it was to make sure and bring light to the great 
person she was, not to what happened. Uh, Savannah, she, um, she's just literally, every time I say Savannah, my, I almost smile, you know, it's, and it's more and more just because she was, there's so much good. It's hard to tell you at all, you know, and I, if I could bring it all into light, I, I, I would, but I just, I can't think of exactly one memory, but, um, as a, as a best friend, um, it definitely made me realize how, how special life is how not to ever, ever take any of my friends for granted, how to watch out for anybody and everybody out there because you never know what somebody's intentions are. You never know the real evil that's out there. I, I myself, I tried to not think about it. I tried to bottle it up. And I, I, I really did just turn to use, of using a lot. I, I did a lot of shutting off my feelings and shutting off my emotions. Um, you know, I tried to cry about, healthily about it, but it was just something that we just have to learn to hold our friends close and just not to trust everybody. And it's so hard to find that balance of, you know, looking for the good in the world, but also looking, not looking for the bad, but seeing the bad, knowing when something like that is going to happen. I wish I had not taken her first granted. I wish I had responded back to it with a few Facebook messages and followed through with our plan. I feel horrible for just not, for not going and seeing her as much and knowing that, she she wanted our friendship so bad and I just was so busy with my life, you know, when really I was doing nothing. I could have been, I, I could have had one more memory with her. Just one more memory with her would have, feels like it would have been enough, you know, but never enough time with that girl would have never been enough. But just, just one more day with her, just one more laugh. It just makes me, a lot of times, anytime I ever talk about it, I hug my friends that are near. I call my friends that are far. I hug my family. I make sure to call my mom. I always make sure to call and let somebody know where I'm at. Nikia, thanks for coming on and sharing your experiences about Savannah. Really appreciate it. Um, I know it's still really difficult to talk about, um, so I just want to say again, appreciate you doing it. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me on here. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Disturbed. Special thanks to Nikia Hill for sharing her experiences with Savannah. My goal for this episode was to shed some light on just how beautiful of a person Savannah really was. If you enjoyed this episode, share the show with a friend. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Disturbed Podcast. All of our episodes are available online at disturbedpodcast.com. If you have a disturbing story to share, fill out the contact us form on our website. Thanks for listening.